hey, howdy, howdy, hey. Welcome to the Texans Take. All right. Okie dokie. So, um, we are actually uh, going to stop our read-through of Exodus chapter 21. And I so rudely left last um, yeah. Tuesday's podcast. I left Brig hanging, and uh, I didn't tell him what I was doing. Um, which I really should have because basically um, it was uh, uh, Chris Long called, who is our guest speaker for um, Thursday week. Right. right. So we'll and have... so I, I told him, I told his wife earlier, uh, her name is Christy, by the way. So it's Chris and Christy. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, and I told her, you know, um, yeah, have him call me back anytime. Right. Yeah. And so when you tell somebody that, it's kind of like, yeah, you can't tell somebody that. And then watch the phone buzz, you know, mm-hmm. while they're calling and be like, uh, I'll call them back, you know. It's it doesn't like, work like that. Yeah. It's like, well, I better answer that. So anyway, that turned into a very long conversation. And Brig graciously finished the episode. So I apologize. Well, there was there wasn't a whole lot to finish. I finished my thought, and then I was like, "Well, I guess we're done." Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, all of that to say, we have a guest speaker for Tuesday week. Thursday, Tuesday week. Thursday. Thursday week. Thursday. Thursday. Week. So yes. we have we have a week two episodes between tomorrow. now. Yes. Yeah. So today's episode, and then, yep, and then uh, Tuesday's episode. Yep. And so, uh, um, I told him that we were. Um, I told him that we were doing chapter 21 through 22-ish. Okay. Um, and so that's what he's reading up on. Well, we hit this area, and then we just kind of halted with these many thoughts that we... Yeah, yeah, and he'll be great. He's he's going to be nonstop. He oh, yeah. He will not stop talking. He's, he's one of the he'll only people good. that did yeah. not tell us, oh, I probably won't talk much. No, no, no. <laughs> I think he told us ahead of time, I'm going to talk your ear off, yeah. and then he did. If, if, if I... You know, yeah, he was like, he if, might if have I get too much, just tell me stop. Yeah, but we were kind of like, you know... Keep going. Keep going. You're on a roll. I mean, why do you think we called you to begin with, right? Um, so anyway, yeah, and he was kinda like, you know, let me let me ask the wife, the boss, you know, and make sure that, you know, she'll she'll tell me what days I can do, you know. Um and uh he was like, but all that to say, chapter twenty one, that's that's the good stuff. That's <laughs> that's 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 too good to pass up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, look forward. Come hungry. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, so all that to say, we're going to go back uh, to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to keep the bookmark in Exodus. Exodus. Uh, Exodus. And uh, we come to you with the Duck Commander of Faith and Family Bible, New King James Version. Uh, I just said that. To give myself a buffer while I'm still looking for Ephesians, but it didn't actually help because I said it really quickly. And finding Ephesians is easy when you're not me. I'm very slow at finding Bible books. You know, um, uh, it doesn't help when some of them are a page long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like Philippians. Well, like a whole Ephesians a is a grand total of <laughs> six chapters uh each chapter takes up about a Paragraph. quarter yeah a pair about a half a page maybe 
So yeah, I'm there now, but yeah. Anyway, so Ephesians. All that to say, um, so the last time we were in Ephesians, uh, we just barely got to the actual full armor of God. Uh, and I think I might have sped read through the rest. Um, but I want to read that again um, and spend some time with it. And uh, I think we, we could pull some good stuff from it. So the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Therefore, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, this is Paul speaking, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for those which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you... Uh shod your feet with uh, with peace there it's like oh well i come in peace but i'm prepared for war <laughs> yeah 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 uh that's actually it's kind of like the ideology uh, i'm going back to it again i uh -huh. know we just talked about this the other day but you know jordan peterson's you know what it is to be a man mm -hmm. that's kind of like i come in peace but i'm prepared for war yep you know uh i'll look it up but the uh um, nine millimeter, the nine millimeter parabellum round, uh, it's, it's called the parabellum, which parabellum just means prepare for war. Uh, but it comes from a full saying, uh, let's see, parabellum, let's see. That's a cute little bullet. Ah, there it is. Vis pachum parabellum. Vis pachum parabellum. And what that basically means is, if you want peace, prepare for war. Uh, which is interesting. And has literally... I don't think that has anything to do with what we're talking about. But you were talking about <laughs> shotting your feet with peace and all that. And uh, being prepared, uh, and being for, prepared war, for war. Because that's, that's the only thing that's really peaceful about what he was saying. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously the, you know, gird yourself with truth. But mm -hmm. 
the rest of it is stuff that you would need to go into battle right you right know? and so therefore it's like oh well i'm walking to you in peace but don't don't be fooled because i'm prepared for war right and you know, it doesn't and, and christians should ought we ought to take that approach we should you know yeah. that i am you know i am i'm not looking for it yeah don't don't mistake that you know you, you shouldn't go into you shouldn't go to pick fights but mm -hmm. um but be prepared for them because they're gonna they're gonna find you just because a you're a Christian, yeah. You know you're following you know God's word, and so it, it's gonna find you because at the end of the day, Satan is he's lost from the beginning and he already doesn't like it. Yep. You know he's gonna he's uh he was mad from I, I said this the other day. How did I how did I put that? Um, from the time where he said, you know, replenish the earth, you know, it is good. That, that's the moment where Satan was like, ah, no, bro, no, no. I am supposed to be your lucky one. Yeah. You know, that gets, that's where the, you know, from the beginning, we, we have this quarrel with Satan that extends past what you, you know, you'd want to have. But that's why as Christians, we have to be prepared to at any point, you know, face evil. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't say, you know, God's not, you know, saying to do all this um, and be nice and tolerant or anything like that. This is a, this is a, um, uh, I'm just going to take a guess here that maybe our listeners have watched the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and you should if you haven't but uh if you watch the return of the king just before the big fight uh between the orcs and the uh um um i guess it's gondor is it it my, is I'm, yeah it's i'm gondor. bad with my lord of the rings stuff yeah it's but, gondor uh or what remains of them yeah they've got this they've got this this huge army and you've got the king out in front with his sword and he's giving them a pep talk just a, an amazing a pep talk is a is a is a, it's a light way of putting it's it. a light way of putting it yeah but it is it, it is a pep talk but you know it it fills you with he's with rallying vigor. Them up uh it fills you with um you know getting ready for war it fills you with fight um and you know after hearing something like that we will win you, yeah you're not you know, even if it looks like you're losing, even if it looks like they have the upper hand, you know, hearing something like that will just make you fight all the harder. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll give it your all. And it was just like you said there. It was very important. Um, any talk in battle, you know, um, the only point in battle, by the way, the only point in war is to win. Yeah. If you go into the war, if you go into any war with winning not being your number one goal, then you've already lost. You've already lost, yeah. You know, and it'll just drag on and on. Well, it's and like on. the people that go into go into wars uh, trying to attain peace. Well, peace is what you came with or should have come with originally. Right. right. You know, this this didn't spawn of its own of its own makings. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be trying to attain peace. Yeah, that, that doesn't but mean what that, that peace means, is not attainable. What that means but... is, you know, uh, you know that your end goal should be going should be, you know, 
you're the one that's going to go home alive. Right. You know, uh, and uh, if you can resolve it peacefully, do so. But your goal should be to win. Um, and if you can do that peacefully, then it's a win for both sides. You really, right. in a sense, you know, um, there's usually never a perfect peace as far no. as war goes. It's usually lopsided because one side actually won and right. said, hey, let's be peaceful about this. You do what I say and then we'll all be happy, right? But anyway, all that to say, even if you're losing, uh, you know, if you have that mindset of I am going to win, uh, it's very powerful and you can do some amazing things and it can even change, uh, it can change the tide of war. Um, and that being said, why that's so important for us Christians is because that's the kind of pep talk that Paul is giving us right here yep. in Ephesians. Um, and he's, you know, he's saying, hey, look, guys, we're at war. We really are. Now, it's not a war against fle uh, blood and uh, flesh. You know, it's not like the war in uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Um uh, you know, you're dealing with principalities. You're dealing with uh, you're dealing with uh, demons. Evil I mean, that's what he's saying. You're with dealing demons. with demons. You're dealing um, with Satan. You know. Let me read that are... again. You're dealing with. Uh, uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but with principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, uh, powers, spiritual rulers of darkness of this age spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Uh, and he's saying, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, the whole armor of God. And uh, so anyway, uh, like I was saying before, uh, why it's so important that he's telling us this, you know, this kind of pep talk. Uh, and he's he, he, he finishes with... Uh, um, Stand therefore, having girded your waist in truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, um, and on and on and on. Let's see. Uh, above all, taking the shield of faith. Okay, and all this is to quench, be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Uh, and uh, be watchful with all perseverance and supplication to the end. Uh, and to give Paul utterance, and that's, you know, we can use that right now. Paul's dead. Right. Okay. He's in heaven right now. Uh, and so praying for Paul right now is dumb, <laughs> you know, wasted, uh, waste, wasteful time. Uh, but what we should be doing instead of praying for Paul, uh, we should be praying for people like Paul, right? You should be praying for your pastors, your close friends who encourage you in the faith. You should be praying for, um, you know, those in power um, or not in power, uh, but basically praying for your brothers in Christ, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, because uh, what does he say? Uh, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly, boldly, uh, to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, 
Um, and so he's saying, you know, pray for me. Uh, I'm, I'm making known the gospel to the world and I'm in chains, you know, I'm kind of in the last place that one should be in order to do this, but through God, he's going to do it. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, have a winning mindset. You got to go into it knowing that you're going to win, which is interesting because as Christians, we do know that we're going to win. God has already promised that we're going to win. You know, it's kind of like in the, uh, where we were in the old Testament in Egypt, uh, they could, they could leave boldly. They could act boldly because God already told them that they would do it. It's just like, uh, um, uh, Abraham who went to sacrifice his son, right? Isaac. And he went boldly to do it, you know? And his son was like, you know, Isaac said, yo, dad, um, this whole sacrificing thing is great. I'm all for it. But in order to do a sacrifice, we're going to need a sacrifice. <laughs> and Abraham's like, yeah, smart kid, smart kid. Shut up. God will provide a sacrifice. Um, and ultimately, that sacrifice, that sacrifice would be a ram, which God literally provided just you know spontaneously like abraham said um but at the time you know uh he was told to sacrifice isaac but uh he knew that isaac uh would be spared because like he said to his servants hey we're gonna go and we're gonna come back we're gonna come back yeah and so what did he do? It's a he very acted, moving thing. He, he acted knew. boldly because he already knew that the outcome was good and right and that God would work things out. And, you know, in a sense, he already even if it him. meant bringing his son back. You know? Right, right. And so anyway, that's the mindset that we're supposed to have, uh, especially when you go to war. you got to go to war, and, you know, um, with the mindset that you're going to win. Now, <laughs> You may know that you're not going to win. <laughs> right. Uh, fortunately, as Christians, we do know that we are going to win. Christ uh, has already won. Um, and so, you know, it's not, an up, it's not an upward fighting battle. It's like you've already won. Right. Uh, we're just getting the spoils of war now. Right. Um, and so we can act boldly, just as he says. And that's really important to keep in mind. Uh, and so anyway, let's see. Take up the whole armor of God. He doesn't say just take up a bit of the armor. He doesn't say, you know, um, gird your waist with truth and get out there and have a, you know, and go fight. You know, you've got to have the whole armor. It's important to have the whole armor. Uh, you can have your belt. But if you don't have anything on your belt, you're not going to be very useful. You can have your breastplate of righteousness, but uh, without a helmet, you're just going to get hit in the head. And you've got your feet shod. And so, you know, he's, he's, he's layering on the whole armor here. And so we talk about breastplate, shoes, um, a shield, and a helmet. 
Uh, but let's just let's just read. You know, we know that this is the armor of God, but let's not let's let's take off the actual armor names here and go with just what is the armor of God. So, uh, righteousness. Uh, let me start earlier, actually. So, truth. The whole armor of God is truth, righteousness, preparation of the gospel of peace, uh, faith. Uh, salvation, the word of the spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, and we're to be always praying. Uh, and so that, that's it. That's it right there. It's righteousness, uh, preparation of the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the, uh, spirit, uh, the, uh, the word of God and prayer. So a lot of values there. It's a lot of values there. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, uh, but right now I think we got to have a break. So we'll be right back. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Yeah, we are back. So. After reading the whole armor of God, uh, Briggs suggested uh, jumping forward a little bit and reading Timothy six eleven. Goes very well. It's actually my favorite Bible verse. It is. Yeah. Would you like to read it? No, no. I'll I'll, I'll let you do the oh, okay. do the do the damage. Okay. Here is Timothy. I, I would stop after today. I would just stumble over myself. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do that every day. I get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is 1 Timothy 6.11, the good confession. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. So flee these things, which means earlier he was talking about things that you should be fleeing. Looks like error and greed. Um, uh, proud, envy, strife. I'm going to go back a little bit. So this is chapter 6, Timothy 6. Um... Let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because they, uh, because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Uh, teach and exhort these things. Error and greed. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine uh, which accords uh, with godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, uh, reviling, evil suspicious suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain, from which, uh, from such withdraw yourself. Now, godliness uh, with contentment is great gain, uh, for we, we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having God uh, and having food and clothing, with these we shall be uh, content. But those who desire to be uh, rich fall into temptation and snare, and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. 
For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not the root of evil. It's the root of all, all kinds, kinds of evil. Um, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. And it's the love of money, too. And yes, yes. And that's what it says. For the love of money. It's not the money it's itself, not money, which yeah. a lot of people... A lot they, of people they, take they, that and they, they say yeah, that. They, they twist it a little. It's, it's like, not money, money is money evil. Money is not the root of all no, evil. It's, it's the, the love, love of money. money. And that's a greed. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's really... There's it, a lot it, of other it's things almost, It's almost that. a first sin. Because in order for, you know, you to disobey God and have to have all of the garden, including what he said you weren't supposed to have, greed yeah. is almost an original sin. Yeah. It really is. A lot, of, a lot of people don't think about that. No, what did the Satan? How did you know? the same Satan tempt him? He said, "You'll be like gods." Yeah. You know, God's holding you back, man. Yeah, that's greed. Yeah. You know, you're like you're essentially he's he gave them something to strive for. There, don't you want to be a god? Come yeah, on, man. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it is. So yeah, it's things. it's so a lot of people that do confuse that. It's it's the the love of money, and it's all kinds of evil. Yeah, you know, to just to, to clarify that because it's often often Misquoted skewed and very skewed. Uh, but to continue, uh, for the love of money is uh, the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Which is funny uh, uh, in English, sorrows and arrows are so close together. Uh, it's interesting that that word is used. Uh, I don't know. That was interesting. Uh, but, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Jesus Christ, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until your Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed uh, and the only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone is has immortality, Dwelling in unapproachable in unapproachable light, uh, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power, Amen. So you can see right here, it's a really good reflection of what we just saw in Ephesians six. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's a good description. Most of the same things are are listed. Are listed, yeah. So you've got uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and that's the first thing. Uh, flee these things and pursue righteousness. So put on your breastplate. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, let's see. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. So gentleness is yeah. in there with peace. Um uh, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? So right. it's not just talking about peace. It's not just saying be peaceful, right? You know, he's saying the gospel. He's calling go Christ's gospel, yeah. gospel, a gospel of peace, which it is, right? 
you know, it's peace between God and man. It is. That's what it is. That's the reason um, Jesus came. And um, only because that peace was broken. Right. Um, which is interesting. pieced back together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Jesus says he comes with the sword, oh, yeah. right? And so he comes to divide families and this, that, and the other. Um, and so how can that be peaceful? Uh, it's peace with between man and God. And that sword is dividing those who will be peaceful with God and those who won't. Who right. God will have peace with and who won't. The sheep and the goats. That's right. Um, and so anyway, um, this preparation of the gospel of peace... Um, which in modern terms, what would we say, you know, uh, study the word, mm -hmm. uh, memorize Bible verses, uh, understand it, do what we're doing and read right. through it, you know, uh, and that's preparing yourselves with the gospel of Jesus, peace. Right, shooing yourself. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and, uh. It's kind of like the ground is going to be rocky and it's going to be uncomfortable, dirty, filthy, mucky, nails, whatever. Um, and so you need shoes to get over that, right? Um, and you can be a good Christian. You can love God and you can follow his word to the best of your knowledge. But if you don't prepare yourself um with a good understanding of god's word then you know with a rocky ground you're not going to get very far in bare feet right well if you're not very well prepared then you will stick up for god and that's a good thing um but you're not going to get very far in uh in giving the gospel of peace because you're not going to be able to defend it that well people right. are going to ask you questions that you don't know the answer to and that's fine it's it's okay to not know the yeah, you answer. You don't have to know everything. But, um, you know, you will get further if you have a better understanding of it. God will bless you, um, you know, with a better understanding of his word. And so uh, that um, shotting of your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that's really important. Uh, I mean, all of this is, obviously. Uh, but anyway, so that right there, you know, it's this gentleness uh, and it's godliness, right? That's godliness right after righteousness. So you've got righteousness in the whole armor of God, righteousness here in First Timothy. Then you have preparation of the gospel of peace. You have godliness here in First Timothy. And that's, you know, pretty much same, same. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which with wit with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Well, we see that in First Timothy because right after godliness, we see faith. So this is word for word here, you know. Right. Um, uh, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, and that's where we kind of deviate a little bit from you know righteousness godliness faith you know righteousness preparation faith uh the next one here in ephesians is um you know putting on 
taking up the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. Right. Um, and then in this good confession here in first Timothy, uh, it continues with love, patience, and gentleness. Uh, but then next it says, fight the good fight of faith. Um, and so anyway, both of those are about, you know, preparing yourself for battle. Exactly. Uh, and the helmet of the salvation of the word, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you've got salvation and you have the word of God. Um, and anyway, so it's really neat. Uh, I actually didn't, I had no idea that you had this, this little reflection here in first Timothy of Ephesians. You know, I've read through this and I've read this, you know, maybe a time or two. That's just one of my, that's really my but, favorite um, verse that that's really neat and that's reading we're reading through here in fact i probably have it underlined oh i do you yeah. actually you have it uh underlined and there's also guard your faith uh that you have underlined uh so yeah yes indeed i should be able to just tell like you know just like go on for days and days and days about. Well, you only spent what? You know, three years this under bit William Gurnall's teaching. Yeah, we only spent three years on William Gurnall. If we had William Gurnall, if we were reading through the uh, uh, the whole armor of God by William Gurnall, oh man, we'd be I here mean, for a couple of years. In the first couple of months, we may have gotten through uh, the prologue. You know. <laughs> The setting you up for or the it. first word, you know, uh, because he, he, he reads through the whole thing. He goes, finally, my brethren, be strong and blah, 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 blah. And he reads through all of it. Um, and then he starts over again. He says, stand, therefore, stand. So you have a chapter on standing. And it's just like, wow, you have taken this completely apart this well, the book it. is huge and it is huge. the actual huge book, book have you ever seen the actual book and not just like no i didn't see the actual book that i saw the uh, uh uncle neil read it off of a tablet yeah bill has a copy of it yeah it huge is it is book. it is probably twice the size of this bible yeah yeah i mean it's so big it's incredible like i have a shakespeare book somewhere i mean it's it's probably this in double Li literally yeah take this Make two of them, and that's how thick that book yeah. is. And that's that's a book that's all the writings that William Gurnall had on Ephesians 6, on these yeah. couple of verses here. There's only a couple of verses. That's 14 through uh, 19. Five verses. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. And he wrote just an incredible amount on it expounding god's word to the fullest wow just wow and so if you think about that think about how much you could write on you know the whole bible oh my goodness you know we'll be writing for a while um but yeah yeah he was he was able to do a lot with that yeah. and i mean it's a wonderful breakdown it is and he's going through just the whole armor of God, right? But in so doing, he's referencing, you know, uh, other Bible verses because the Bible interprets itself, right? Right. 
you know, you've got to reference other Bible verses and stuff. And so he doesn't just look at those verses by themselves. Right. You know, they're with, you know, whatever other verses and stuff that he pulls into it uh, to reference towards this. Um, but it's still, it's just an incredible, it's an incredible undertaking. Just wow. Just to be able to write that much about something so, what we would say is minuscule or small. You yeah. I was able to write a, probably a, close to a four inch book. Yeah. By real standards, not current two by four standards. Yeah. <laughs> I did not, I mean, I always wondered at a two by four. You didn't know that it had changed. I didn't know it, that yeah. it had changed. It's, it's that sad. made me angry when I heard that. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I, I, saw your, I saw your I response to cheated, that on Facebook. felt lied to. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just beveling the edges doesn't take a whole half inch. Anyway, what we're talking about is uh, two-by-fours are not two-by-fours anymore, are they? No. They are one-and-a-halfs by... Not even that. They're about one now. Yeah, a little by over, little three over one. by three and a half. They've taken a whole, you know, half inch off of each side of the two by four, and so all you're left with is what we call a two by four, just because we don't have any. Right, you know, we're too cheap to call it what it actually is. Right, and the explanation that I saw was, you know, oh, it you know bevels the edges a little and rounds it. And I'm like. You can round it without taking off a whole half inch on the top yeah. of the side. You know. Yeah, there's there's no that's that's incredible. There's no need it's a for scam. all scam. It is. That's a scam. How do you even build with two by fours if they're not two by four? I don't understand it. But uh, anyway, that was a revelation. Not one that I enjoyed, but one that I like to know. So, anyway, let's see. So at the end here, a gracious greeting. Uh, this is at the uh, uh, end of Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, uh, but that you may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tychus, a beloved brother and a faithful minister of the Lord. It's interesting, this last little bit here. Is just Paul telling him how he's doing. Yeah. You know, it's like done with, done with business, you know. Um, I'm sure that you want to know how I'm doing. Right. Um, and um, and he's telling them this to comfort them. As he says, you know, the Lord will make all things known to you whom I have sent to you for this very purpose that you may know our affairs that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. It's nice that he tells that because it kind of strips away the apostleness of Paul. And it's like, you know, I have I am I am an I am an actual man. I have needs and desires. Heck I'm in prison, you know. So often right. You know, we look at the apostles as these great, you know, they can do anything. And uh, we give them kind of a, a, a divineness. Uh, 
and we don't see them as actual people. Right. Like you and me. Right. Um, and your people. I mean, <laughs> you're actually kind of take up the same space as a couple of people, but oh, oh, <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah, okay. yeah. That that hit close to home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's interesting that they added that in there, and it shows the genuineness because oftentimes. Uh, you know, we wonder, you know, people are still wondering, you know, if God's word is reliable or not. Right. And it is. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's too, it's too extraordinary to make up mm -hmm. it works so well. And then you have, it's also, you know, it's, it's pieced together by several different people. God worked through several different people to put the Bible together and, you know, they are actual people. They have real needs and desires and affairs. Um, and uh, so sometimes it's neat to to see that here. And you get that a lot, especially in the Old Testament. You learn about more, you learn, you know, more about people than you really want to know. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, so anyway, um I don't have too much else to say about it. I don't. I don't I'd either. love. I'd love to say more about it, but I feel like, I feel like I'm sapped. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't be doing any justice to it. Yeah, I'd just be sitting here continuing to continuing. Well, to I mean, it. they have something to look forward to for next week because we yeah, can go ahead, we're so, gonna go through. Uh, I should. We probably should have cut this about, you know, to maybe half time to make up for the amount of listening <laughs> that they'll do on That's on true. Thursday. That's true because we're going to do good. What, we're going to do some uh, Christmas stuff next week. Yeah. On Tuesday. Kind of a, yeah, yeah. And Which so we'll have week. our Christmas special and then on Thursday we'll have our extra Christmas special. Yeah. Which we won't be talking about necessarily. I'm sure Christmas will be brought up. Yeah, probably. But uh, we'll be going over uh, God's laws. Oh fine. Boy. So anyway, well, we will leave y'all we'll with, with that. So adios, and y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless, and Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week.